Hello everyone, welcome to your weekly tech update, the show that explores the newest, coolest, and craziest side of tech available on the interwebs. I'm your VR geek, Ray McNeil. Coming up on the program today, it's our PlayStation VR special, round three. We have four reviews of three amazing games for you today, including the platformer storybook adventure, Moss. Wipe out a mega collection, which is essentially Mario Kart at 400 miles an hour, and you can pretend to be Spider-Man in the insanely fun Windlands. Also happening in this week's What the New VR Fails, set to Benny Hill music. All that coming up next, right here on your weekly Tech Update. Hi everyone, Moss is a game I've been waiting for since I got the PlayStation VR. It was on the PlayStation VR demo disc and it's a completely different way of playing a platformer. You play a disembodied head with a glowing orb that you can use to interact with the environment. You're known as a reader. You also control Quill, your daring mouse adventurer, by using standard platform controls. Now, using your DualShock 4 controller, you direct Quill to jump obstacles, shimmy over bottomless pits, and navigate through the fantasy world set in both a platformer and puzzle game. The puzzles are akin to Tomb Raider or Prince of Persia and require you to not only be a good gamer and explore, but sometimes requires you to get up out of your seat and look around this VR environment. You start out in a library setting that looks very close to the meeting hall in Hogwarts, sitting in front of the book Moss. As you start flipping the pages with help of your controller, you get sucked into the book and the first level of the game, your introduction to Quill. was broken by an unconquerable nightmare. And that night, the animals nearly met their end. First, they killed the king. A winged creature broke from the shadows and plucked him from his royal bedchamber high atop the tallest tower. Next, the serpent Sarfog and the armies of the Arcane tore up from the underworld. They ravaged the castle in search of that which gave the king power beyond understanding. One of the fabled glass relics. As you sit and look around at this amazing setting, you hear some rustling in the bushes, and all of a sudden your heroine emerges from the shrubbery. Quill can see you and even respond to your actions during gameplay, even giving you hints if you're stuck gesturing in the direction of your next objective. As you start moving from one scene to the next in the same way you would turn the page in a book, you start to grasp how the game is played. Like a traditional platformer, you have to direct Quill through a series of puzzle levels with some enemies thrown in that you have to either overcome 
or use to your advantage to navigate through the level. The first time this happens is after what I would call the tutorial stage of the game. Quill rushes home to show her uncle what she found in the forest while exploring, after which you meet the third main character of the book, a starling. Uncle Argus was watching the evening light dim when Quill burst through the front door of their cottage. Uncle! Uncle, there's something you have to see! Out past the bell again, he scolded. Quill, I've told you countless times. I know, Quill replied, crestfallen. I didn't mean to worry you, but I found something strange and magical. Quill's hands trembled as she showed him the glass. What is it? she asked. A look of panic spilled over her uncle's stoic exterior. Where did you find this? roared Uncle Argus. Quill had never seen her uncle so shaken. Just west of the clearing? she explained. And as soon as I picked it up, something started helping me. Uncle Argus followed her motion. A reader. With you, here, right now? Quill, what you found is very powerful and very dangerous, he said with great concern. If I could take this burden from you, I would. But this reader has chosen. Even with the moon full and bright, I must go right away. Quill pressed. Where are you going? I can help. We can help. No, he snapped. They'll find you and tear you apart. I have to go alone. It is for your own safety and for everyone here in the clearing. His long, heartfelt hug told her he was heading for danger. I'll be back before midnight. Until I return, I need your word you will not leave the clearing with that glass. Promise me, Quill. I promise, she said reluctantly, wondering where her uncle was going so deep into the night. Now, very important. Bring that glass and your sidekick, too. We're going to need them. Quill called out. Hey! Starling, wait! 
Their narration is expertly done, completely drawing you into the story like a book from Audible, and the talent plays all the voices well. The mix of using standard platformer controls along with the added difficulty of using the controller itself to move objects in the environment, like blocks, doors, and even enemies, brings a new level of fun to familiar gameplay. Later on in the game, it takes some decent coordination to control Quill while also directing an enemy to go to a switch or fire in a certain direction. Now, it does appear that if all goes well, this could be just the first story of many in this new literary game world. I don't want to spoil anything because the story is truly great, so I'll just say that there is an opening for a sequel at the end. This could be considered a AAA title if it wasn't for the playtime. Only three hours. I'm absolutely addicted to VR and have a hard time playing anything but. Unfortunately, the playtime of VR games is something that needs to be improved. Farpoint was a great game with an amazing storyline, and it clocks in at four to five hours. One of the longest VR-exclusive story-driven games available. Compare that to standard story-driven games on a 2D surface that average 15 to 30 hours of gameplay, and then games like Warcraft that can clock in at one, two, or even 300 hours. Games like Moss are a tease, a taste of what could be possible. Sure, they are remaking games in VR like Skyrim, Fallout, and Wipeout that take some serious gameplay hours to complete, and they even gave us Resident Evil 7 that can be played in VR or in 2D and takes 10 to 15 hours to complete, not including all the expansions. But VR needs exclusives that take 15 hours or more to complete at least. My hope is that they will surprise us with Half-Life 3 in VR with a story like the other two that stretches up to 20 hours or more. Hey, I can dream, right? Until then, I highly suggest that you play Moss and enjoy it as much as you can because there is a lot to enjoy, while it lasts anyway. For its gameplay, art style, control scheme, and great narration, Moss gets four out of five stars here on your weekly tech update. If you've ever wanted to fly down a racetrack at 400 miles an hour while playing a game of Mario Kart in VR, you have to stay tuned for a review of Wipeout Omega Collection. Right now, have you ever wanted to swing through the city like Spider-Man? Sure you have, who hasn't? Well, now you can, kinda, in a highly overlooked game, Windlands. Windlands is a year and a half old now, but should be one of the first games that you play. You use the Move controllers, but unlike all the other VR games out there, they enable full locomotion and pull it off well. And making it even easier, show your controllers and the button configuration in-game. So if you get confused or forget a button, you just have to look down at your hands. On one move controller, you have a button to walk forward, back, and to strafe left or right. On the other controller, you have jump and turn left or right. After a few minutes, you'll be able to get a handle on the movement and start running and jumping around the initial level before earning your hooks. This is what gives you your web-slinging ability. Using your grappling hooks, you're able to swing and climb just like Spidey himself. 
and it's awesome. During the first stage, you learn the story of Windlands. Long ago, a great civilization rose. Sacred crystals were discovered deep underground and brought into the light. And using their power, the people built wonders. Grand constructions were undertaken and great titans created to raise the sky cities. The Windlands. Yet soon would come a time of chaos. A dark star from the heavens descended and ripped the world asunder. The cities and titans would fall, and the crystals that powered the world scattered. Now, a new guardian has arisen, who will reunite the crystals, reawaken the titans, and return life to the Windlands. still just as you are. The people who built them are long gone, yet they linger on and remember. Go, much work remains. Impressive, Guardian. You are a credit to your Maker. Far below lie the broken bodies of those who came before you and failed. The jungle is falling away to the sand sea. In time the trees will fall and all that will remain shall be rock and dust. Challenges await. Seek them out. The people of this world were once content, safe. Yet their risk-free existence made them fragile, weak, and in the end it doomed them. Adversity then has value. You will be tested. Prove you have the strength required to heal this world. The Titans built grand cities such as this. Truly this city was one of the smaller ones, yet it is one of the few ruins that still remain. So much was lost. The crystals you collect shall power the machines in the sky cities, yet all that is meaningless without life. Your task is not undertaken merely for the cycle of life and death, but in the hope of breaking the cycle. The people of this world could be so much more, and we must give them the chance. The concept is simple. Swing and climb to great heights to collect crystals that will enable you to unlock the next stage. There are three crystals in each level, and there are three levels in total. Gameplay time on the easiest mode is two hours to run through and collect all the crystals. But there are three modes to choose from. The easiest lets you feel just like Spider-Man. Your hooks attach to anything within range, and navigating the entire game is rather easy. The medium difficulty only allows your hooks to grip shrubbery, and the most difficult setting removes your hooks altogether, forcing you to navigate the entire game like Mario, which is rather convenient since jumping and running feels very much like a Mario game. You can jump about 10 times your height, and the controls are very, very flighty, enabling you to correct your trajectory in mid-air, and you can even wall jump too. 
The game is an absolute blast to play, and while the main story is only two hours long, maybe even shorter if you were to rush, there is some replayability built into it. In each level, there are three crystals. One of them opens the next level, and the other two open up time trials. These time trials force you to use the medium difficulty. That means you're only able to grip trees and bushes, so be prepared to fall a lot. That's another thing. Sit down when playing this game. I am uh, quite afraid of heights myself, but no matter how brave you are with heights, being a thousand feet in the air hanging from a tree by one hand is going to throw anyone's balance off. Your goal is to bring the Windlands back to life by returning all the crystals to what they call the hub. After completing each part of the puzzle, you are revealed more and more of the story with a projection at each crystal location. If you end up loving Windlands as much as I do, well, they just announced Windlands 2 is in development. And while the first game was single player and lacked any enemies, Windlands 2 is set to support up to four players at the same time. There will be enemies, however, we don't know much more other than one of the weapons will be a bow and arrow. Here is the teaser trailer for Windlands 2. Windlands 2 is set to release sometime in 2018, but that's all we know for now. If you've ever wanted to feel like Spider-Man, now is your chance. Windlands is available on the Vive, Oculus, and the PlayStation VR. Even though this game is insanely fun, it's missing a lot. And again, is so short that I have a hard time calling it a game and think of it more of a experience. But dude... It's a great VR experience, and I highly recommend you check it out. Windlands gets a 4 out of 5 here on your weekly Tech Update. If you own a PlayStation VR and have been less than impressed with the racing options, you're not alone. Dirt Rally is a great VR racing game, but fails on multiplayer support. Gran Turismo is beautiful, but you can only play time trials and 1v1 races against the computer. And then there's Drive Club. It's an awesome game, but again, it's very difficult to find others for online multiplayer. Wipeout has always been a great racing experience, especially if traditional racing feels too slow for you. In Wipeout, you control a hovering car that travels up to 400 miles an hour. This collection actually features three different games, Wipeout HD, Wipeout HD Fury, 
and Wipeout 2048, all playable in glorious VR. And that includes full multiplayer support as well. You can even play against non-VR players. I've been wanting a good multiplayer racing game for a while, and Wipeout Omega Collection delivers. We'll just forget that it's an older game and is just ported over to the PlayStation VR. I was never great at Wipeout to begin with. It's an insanely fast game on a 2D screen, and you always either over or underestimate the corners. But in VR, you can gauge depth in-game and kind of peer around the corners as you're flying around the track at breakneck speeds. Now, I do have to warn you, if you're sensitive to motion sickness, you probably want to stay far, far away from this game. There are many comfort options to help, but in standard hardcore gamer fashion, I have to turn them all off. My feeling is when you have comfort settings enabled on a VR game, it tends to break the immersion, and Wipeout is no exception. By default, your craft has blinders on it, making it seem like you're looking out a porthole of a ship. Then you have the option to map your camera to either the track, the craft, or the driver's head. Mapping the view to the track enables the craft to twist around you while your view stays level with the race course. My suggestion is turn your field of view to none. That turns off the blinders and set the camera to map to the driver. That will jostle you around while racing, but it's the most realistic setting. Again, this game can send someone into a nauseous fit that can last for hours, if they're susceptible, that is. The single-player game is fairly standard for a battle racer. You have just races that pit your skills against other players, battle races similar to Mario Kart where you have weapons, shield, and turbo pickups littered around the track. Battles are just as they sound. The winner is the player with the most kills at the end of the time. And zone races, they're basically stamina laps. You start out slow with your craft auto-accelerating and it gets faster and faster until you crash, sending you to the results page. Last through enough zones and you win, opening up the next level. All of these modes are available in online multiplayer 2 with up to 8 players, and considering there are 26 reversible tracks and 46 unique ships to pilot, this should keep you busy for quite a while. In fact, depending on your skill level, this game could keep you racing for over 30 hours before you complete everything. I know this is a port of an older game, or even several older games, but the gameplay's been updated and it feels like a new experience in VR. Even if you are a seasoned veteran of the Wipeout series, you will want to go through it all over again in virtual reality. And considering you have eight-person multiplayer, there is years of replayability built into this title. If you've been waiting for the killer PlayStation VR racer, well, here it is. Wipeout Omega Collection is available right now for $39.99 on the PlayStation Store. The VR update is a free update that installs after you have the game. Even though it's an older game, well, this is one of the funnest racing experiences I've ever had. I have to give Wipeout Omega Collection on the PlayStation VR 5 out of 5 stars here on your weekly tech update. And finally, happening in this week's What The More VR Fails set to Benny Hill music. Music <laughs>